Welcome to Here's What I Hear, a podcast about reflections and tips about relationships, personal development, and connection. My name is Jesse Hipner, and I'm a counselor and coach. I believe one of the biggest parts about being human is how we are connected to other humans, connected in friendships, intimate relationships with family members, colleagues. We live and die in and out of relationships and how we are connected to others. As a counselor and coach, I have helped many couples and individuals make meaningful and even life-saving changes. In this podcast, I want to share a little bit about what I hear from week to week, and I want to share with you some of the tips about ways to work through similar issues. And so, here's what I hear. Well, hello, and welcome to another podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I am really glad you are tuning in. And like I always like to say, I'm so glad that you have chosen to spend a few minutes to listen to this podcast. And uh, I really appreciate that. And if this is the first time that you're here, I want to say a special thank you for stopping by and checking this out. My hope is that you will find at least one tip or one new way of thinking about something that might relate to your life. And I want to just welcome you. I hope that you subscribe. I hope that you uh, review and share this with someone else that you might find uh, that they would benefit from it. For those of you who have tuned in before or even have been listening since the very beginning, thank you so much for following along. I hope that you have been enjoying the podcasts. I always love to hear ideas from those who are listening, so please share and send me an email. I would love to know if you have a question, if you have a suggested topic, something that you would love to hear me talk about or to reflect on. That gives me uh, great ideas for content, and I would really appreciate that, and I would love to speak to something that you, uh, my listeners, are specifically wondering about. So drop me an email. Uh, My email and contact information is in the uh, show notes, so check that out. If you have any other kind of comments or questions as well, I would also love to hear that, so don't hesitate to reach out. Well, without any more to say about that, let's get into the topic for today. Are you listening to me? If you were in front of me right now and I asked you if you've ever heard that question from your partner or from a friend, from a family member, maybe even a colleague, maybe in a meeting, hey, are you listening to me? My hunch says that the majority, if not potentially all of you, have heard that And some of you have probably heard that frequently, especially for those of you who are in a challenging relationship. And I am thinking about a romantic relationship in particular, but I also know that listening and having frustrations when you don't feel heard or when the person that is talking to you doesn't feel like you're listening to you, that comes up in a lot of different relationships, not just intimate romantic relationships. And so that's the topic that we're going to be talking about today. Are you listening to me? 
So I want to just kind of invite you first to imagine back to the last time that you had this statement said either toward you or you said it toward the other person. And I want to invite you to elicit some of the emotions that come up when you hear that, right? So maybe even just simply off of me saying that, are you listening to me? Maybe that alone brings back some of those emotions. Uh, But if not, just take a second, take a few seconds here to just kind of place your yourself back in that state where you can kind of remember, how does that feel to you? How does that feel when you have to say that to someone? You're not even listening to me. Or when you hear that said to you. So for me, that's something that I personally do struggle with for sure there's this thing that I sometimes get trapped in, which is the false illusion of being able to truly multitask. It's just simply not possible for me, at least. And I would say for a lot of people, the norm is that multitasking is really uh, not successful. You Just one thing is going to really get your true attention. And this is particularly true for me when I am on a mobile device, my smartphone, or on the computer or something, and my partner comes over to try and talk with me. I can pretend, I can make it seem like I'm listening. Maybe I track for 80% of the conversation, but there is part of it that uh, usually a substantial part of it, and a really important part of it that I will just legitimately not hear. And that's hard when so I'm often the on the receiving end uh, of that statement, are you listening to me or you're not even listening to me? And uh, I, I think that might be a bit uh, ironic for some of you to hear, especially if you're working with me or if you've worked with me before as a uh, coach and a counselor, you know, I would kind of expect a person like that to have really good listening skills. And I think that's that's the difference though, is that for me, it is a, a skill that I really have honed and I utilize in a professional setting. But when it comes to my personal setting, that's where I still do struggle with it. And so I've really been trying to work uh, to do that in a more skillful way over the last, you know, several months. I mean, it's been a lifelong journey or at least uh, a relationship long journey as I've been in a relationship with a partner who uh, gives me that feedback. And so I've been really reflecting on that lately, though, in particular of why, why is that? Why do I have a hard time? giving my full attention to the people who are the most important to me. That's the only person I would really want to truly listen to is my partner. So why is that hard for me to choose that? Now, I think one, one piece of that is that, of course, it can be easy to get distracted, right? Man, social media, you know, and, and our smartphones, even even our smart watches. You know, I've even been thinking recently about going back to uh, just a, you know an old uh, analog watch because the distractions that these smartwatches cause. And of course, now that I'm using one, there's lots of things that I've become accustomed to, like the activity tracking and being able to check notifications pretty quickly. And for the most part, I do a pretty good job being able to not you know be constantly distracted by my smartwatch. But when it comes to my smartphone, I think that's my, my biggest problem 
Achilles heel, if you will. And that's an area where I think overall, I've also just been reflecting on, huh, why is that such a distraction? Am I even using that as an escape, right? Is there something that I am going to that for a sense of try to get fulfillment out of that? And I think some of you may resonate with that as well. If you're being really, truly honest and vulnerable with yourself and with others, maybe there's something about your phone that is a, an escape from something. It doesn't have to mean that all the time, but maybe sometimes. So I think that's one piece for me is that there is this, this distraction element, right? That I'm distracted. I, again, that illusion of multitasking when in reality, it's just, let's just call it what it is. It's you're distracted. And, and that's certainly true for me. And the thing is, is that, you know, I know I hear my partner speaking. It's not like I'm deaf or not like I'm totally oblivious to her trying to have a conversation with me. And so then the next thing is, is why is it hard to turn my attention to that person, to my wife, to my partner? Why is that hard to make that move, right? And I think that it's, it's again, it, my intention is I want to listen. I want to hear. And I think for many of you too, you know, if you were being honest, of course, I'm trying to hear you. I want to hear you. Why, why is that hard, right? And so that's what I kind of want to share a couple different uh, tips, a couple different skills that you can think about. It's not like you're going to flip a switch and these are going to come on. But I want to give you three different kind of ways to think about listening that I think if you even implement one of these, it can be a great way to improve this form of communication. So the first thing I want to talk about is just simply the principle that listening is a communication tool that is simply to fully and truly hear the other person. What a novel idea. Are you listening to truly hear fully the other person? I don't mean understand, right? I don't mean agree with. I don't mean not have any objections to or questions or thoughts about what they're saying, but that's, that comes later, right? That's, that's for a different part of the communication process. I'm talking about just initially, are you listening to just hear, just give some affirmations, just give some validations back to the other person, some acknowledgement that you're hearing them. And this is really so simple but yet I see so many people struggling in this area. They want to so quickly jump into giving their commentary, so quick to move on to another topic or you know, close the conversation down, as opposed to just basic form of communication is validating, affirming, letting the other person know that you are tracking with them, that you heard what they're saying, or at least to check in to make sure you are hearing the right thing, right? What, what I think you are saying is this, what I hear you saying, right? So that's the first thing. Second thing is then on the other hand is a posture we want to try to avoid, which is listening to just get your own word in, right? So I want you to think about that for a second. How many times in some of these recent conversations or maybe back to that last time, if you were able to remember a specific example of when you last kind of had an interaction where you had this stated to you. 
if you're being honest with yourself, would you say you were listening to just get your own word in, just get your own thought, right? Maybe it's about when, what time do we get the kids to school? What time do we need to get them up for bed? What are we having for meals this week? How are our finances, right? Some of these hard conversations. Where are we going on vacation next? Should we sell our house now? Should I change jobs? I'm having frustrations with a, a coworker. Having frustrations with the family members, right? And so when you get into these topics, are you just listening to try to get your own word in? Or is there an initial process, initial part of the communication about validating, affirming, reflecting, trying to may, uh, trying to let your partner, let the person know you're talking with, know that you hear them, right? So if you find that you are frequently coming to a conversation with a posture of, I just want to get my own word in, every conversation, I have to say something, I would really challenge you on why is that? Why, why do you feel like you have to always get your word in? And then the last thing that I want to say about listening is that listening, good listening skills are a skill, right? It's in the name, listening skills. And therefore, if listening is a skill, it means you can learn it, it means it can be developed, and it means that it can get better over practice. Now, you maybe have heard the statement before, you know, practice makes perfect. Well, I don't think that's true anywhere ever. I don't know why that's even never been a phrase because that doesn't make any sense. And so what I have heard it rephrased as is practice makes permanent. So it's important that you're practicing the right way, right? And over time, if you've been listening, communicating in an unhealthy way, in an unhelpful way, then it's not going to be just overnight that this skill is developed. And that's why it's important to be doing it in a different way, doing it in a way that is healthy, that is building connection, building affirmation and validation with the person you're talking with. And this is where I want to say, obviously doing this on your own is, is possible. Absolutely. And even just from listening here, doing some research online about, you know, how, how can I let my partner know? How can I let the person know that I'm listening to them? Right. What are some good listening skills? This is a great space to have someone to journey along with you, someone to walk alongside with you, someone to help show you how to listen, right? So a coach or a counselor, being able to be in a space where you can dialogue. And if you are working with your partner, maybe in couples counseling, couples coaching, being able to have some guidance and some feedback about how to do that listening a little bit differently, a little bit more skillfully, a little bit more intentionally, strategically, right? and making some small tweaks along the way. That's really when you boil it down, that's what it's all about, right? It's making, find these observations, having these observations about how things are working, ways to make some tweaks, ways to do a little bit more skillfully, a little bit more intentionally. And over time, then that skill is developed, that skill is improved. That listening skill then starts to be a bit more natural where currently your way of listening may not be so 
successful, yet it's very natural for you, right? So working on this skill, it can absolutely improve it and you can develop good listening skills. All right. Well, there's a three different kind of ways of thinking about listening. I hope that you find that these are simple, yet also helpful strategies, ways that you can think a little bit differently about this. I don't claim to think that these are you know, novel concepts. I absolutely know that this may even bring up things that you've been told before. So let this be a good reminder to try these approaches. Try this a little bit differently. So listening to truly hear, trying not to trying not to slip into the posture of just listening to get your own words in and reminding yourself, having patience with yourself that listening is a skill. It's going to take time, but that also means that it can be improved and it can be developed. Well, thanks so much for listening and I hope you tune in next time. Hey, If you enjoyed this episode or found something insightful, I would love to invite you to join Thrive. Thrive is a weekly coaching program that I run where we talk about relationships, life, careers, and various other topics similar to, you know, all the episodes that I talk about on here, all the topics and so forth. And it's a lifetime access program, which means your purchase gets you literally lifetime access to come to this weekly coaching program. And that means you can tend as much or as little as you want and attend when you want or when you need. The program opens up periodically throughout the year. So be sure to listen here to this show. And I let my listeners know when it's opening and closing. And I also let folks know via my email list. So be sure to subscribe if you're not already. I also offer a free consultation session. I usually talk about that throughout the episodes as well. But I just want to highlight that here, that that is a really good opportunity for you to you know, bounce an idea off or ask a question to a professional counselor and coach myself and get some honest feedback or some suggestions on things to try differently. You can find the links in the show description and I would love to hear from you via email if you want to reach out with any questions or thoughts. Quick note for liability, I am not your coach or counselor. Just listening to this show alone does not at all make me your counselor or coach. If you think I'm your counselor and I'm not working with you in my private practice, that's probably a good indicator you need some counseling. Of course, if you're in the Denver metro area or if you are open to doing virtual coaching, feel free to reach out and schedule a consultation call I talked about. But I just want to highlight that this podcast does not equate to being in treatment with me. Lastly, and most importantly, if you're struggling with thoughts of wanting to kill yourself, wanting to die, or feeling like there's no way out, I really want you to get help immediately. A good option is frankly the emergency room, or if you're in the United States, you can call 800-273-825.